Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. On this week's episode of Damsels in the DMs. Dear Damsels, I live in Nashville and I met my boyfriend while I was visiting Chicago about three months ago. He's coming to visit me in Nashville and he's going to meet all of my friends for the first time. I'm really nervous about this because I'm scared that my friends won't like him. He has a big personality which could come off as loud and obnoxious, but I don't see him that way at all. I just know my friends. They tend to be a little judgmental of everyone that I've dated in the past. I don't know how to please both my friends and my boyfriend. Please help. Friends, don't let friends have bad boyfriends. This message is intended as a reminder that we are not licensed professionals, not psychiatrists or psychologists. If you have a serious problem, please seek professional help. The National Suicide Hotline is 1-800-273-8255. That's 1-800-273-8255. There's some damsels in the DM. Yes, queen. <laughs> Tell us what's the vibe. There's some damsels in the DM. Please tell us what's the vibe. DMs, DMs, yeah we see them, yeah we read them. DMs, DMs, we don't need them, we just leave them. Please, yeah. It's going down in the DMs. Bye. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Damsels in the DMs. I'm Lauren. I'm Ash. And I'm Alejandro, looking like a damn ready to be Pokemon catching all day. Jeez. Uh, this is hilarious. How are you both? Good. It is a really warm day in Paris right now, which is surprising because it's the end of October and it should be cold right now, but I'm enjoying wearing shorts and t-shirt around the apartment. I'm seeing Lauren on Sunday. Yes. A damsel's reunion in Paris, which brings me to my next question. Alejandro, will you be around uh, November 10th or November 6th to the 14th? I yeah I will be um the twelfth I'm actually going to be helping uh, coordinate a wedding uh, wow. I'm really excited about that oh cool right I get my J Lo moment on get to be a wedding planner of sorts yeah, yeah. whose wedding is it uh, some friends of mine they uh, one of them had been the subject of a queer food series that I'm working on with Andrew Cervantes and while we were on set I guess they appreciated how I was able to handle things and um most recently I guess they had their uh wedding coordinator bail on them so they asked me to step in and I have no idea I have not a single clue what it takes to coordinate a wedding or at least like the different parts of it but you know I I was here for trying to figure Alejandro you are the biggest yes person I have ever met in my (laughs) life somebody could be like Hey, do you know how to run a zoo and particularly assist with chimpanzee love affairs? And you'd be like, <laughs> I don't, but I like I'm willing to try it out. Like, we can figure it out. We can yeah. figure this out. Yeah. And I also feel like the other thing I'd like to say about this is that you are so busy. Like you're already so overcommitted, but you're like, yeah, you know what? Another thing to add to my plate. <laughs> yeah, I'll plan your wedding for you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, luckily it's not like, you know, I don't have to find new things to like put in. It's just like they already have the moving parts. They just need someone to kind of like pull it all together. So yeah, that's in motion, and um, I'm looking forward to it. It seems like a really special occasion, and the site that they have planned out for all of these festivities to take place, it's quite beautiful. So I'm I'm looking forward to the experience and 
to get to make some magic happen. So we we're getting to talk with Andrew soon, right? So will he be able to? Will this be before or after he's married? Well, not Andrew. Hopefully, uh, Armando. Armando is the writer director oh. of Undocumented Tales, which is a series that different, different cast him. But yeah, wait, wait. So of... Andrew Cervantes is the one that was on the podcast. Yeah, he was yes. the writer director yeah. of Omari. He was glittering Andy or something, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, but good news about that project. I mean, we got into the official Latino Film and Arts Festival, oh, wow. which is the festival that we were at last year for Defining Dodo. Wow. So exciting. Super pumped, super, super pumped for that. Woohoo. Yeah. So many things are happening for you. I feel like your life, like your career is in such like a there's a good momentum going. And I can't wait to see like what else is going to keep coming like it hasn't stopped for you which i kind of want you to take a little bit of a break but i'm also so excited to see what else is going to be coming well you know what it helps to have friends who are able to like celebrate and acknowledge like good things but then it's also i appreciate that you said like you know at least like take a moment to take a step back and like you know just breathe a little bit because i feel like we can all can we all can relate to that like excitement and the momentum and wanting to keep saying yes wanting to keep moving forward and doing things to stay busy but then just like checking in mental health wise and like making sure that like we are finding our center i think that's important so i appreciate you saying that well speaking of um friends having a big role in your career and your life i want to know how you guys think if friends can play a role in your dating life yes Yes, and yes, and yes, and yes. And yes. Um, <laughs> have I mentioned before how I had a friendship end because I told her that her boyfriend was cheating on her? Oh, well, yeah. so yeah, I, I've mentioned this on the podcast before, I believe in season two. So refresher for our season three friends. So I did have a friendship end once because I told her that her boyfriend was cheating on her. And later in life, that relationship didn't work out. And she came back and like thanked me for giving her that piece of information. And, you know, to this day, I still have conflicted feelings on if I did the right thing in that moment. And I do think that like, of course, we want to say like, yes, if your partner is cheating on you, that your friends would let you know. But I do think that there's certain like times where you do have to be sensitive to like what the person is going through and your role in their life. And also like, um, how much they really value your opinion. Like, I think at that point, there could have been a better way to go about it where like I told like their family member or I told like a closer friend of theirs to let them like decide what to, to do with that information. I think that I like had this like, this is wrong. So I must like correct this error. And I think that I maybe like jumped it a little bit on that. So I don't know. How about you guys? Have you ever had friends like play a major role in your dating lives? I definitely rely on my friends' opinions now when I am dating someone. Um, before, I wouldn't. I really just wouldn't like anyone's opinions of who I was dating because I just I, I just didn't really like that. Um, but now I've been really using my friends because they have such, like, you guys included. Like, you have a good indicator of, like, who's a good person and who's not. Just, like, the basic stuff. But then also more than that is they can see through a person and see through things that I can't necessarily see so it has been really cool using my friends as like um hey why don't you meet my friends and then my friends can see you know if this person's good for example the last person i dated in, L in la he met my friends on our second date damn 
Yeah. All of my friends, not all of, obviously not you guys, but like a big group of my friends and he did really well with them. But then you didn't like him in the end, right? Well, I don't even know what happened to be honest. My family came into town and we just stopped. Like my family takes over my whole life when they're, uh, in the same, if they're, you know, visiting me or I'm visiting them, like my whole life is basically taken over by my family. So it was kind of hard to keep the momentum going with dating, but also it's like, I made an effort, you know, if, if I'm making the effort, then you also have to kind of realize that my family's coming in from a different continent. So, you know, maybe we're not going to talk as much and maybe we're not going to be going on dates, but yeah, it just didn't work out. Time and distance will make the heart fonder, I suppose, in that situation. So <laughs> time and distance uh, tore us apart in that instance. Oh. <laughs> Ando, I feel like you have a lot of experience with friends giving their opinions on your relationships, specifically me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I yeah, I think it is important for friends to play a role in 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 the dating life because yeah I, I, I mean like we have influences in our lives that i mean you in particular where like you understand yeah there are friends who just like get me or get us on a really deep level and it's important to have kind of like a therapist you know it's important to have like a an unbiased uh support system where i mean well maybe a little biased but like you know it's it's important to have clarifying voices or like insightful people in our lives that are able to like just really assess the situation and provide some feedback on what they're observing and I feel like what I appreciate in particular with both of you is like the lack of judgment like it's not super judgmental whenever I enter a conversation with you it's just more like a well-rounded safe space that I feel like I'm entering and I feel like with friends like you both are like with friends who I'm able to have that dynamic with I think that's really important to um you know to hold especially when thinking about like who we're dating or like asking feedback on that because you know if it's a friend that's more on the dramatic side or judgmental side then it like becomes uncomfortable to try and open up honestly yeah um, about what might be going on and <laughs> I mean, absolute honesty is the best policy sometimes. So like as hurtful or as, you know, hard as some truths might be to swallow. It's necessary to have that. I, I think that's really, really important and valuable to have in our lives. And I mean, thinking about giant mistakes and dating the wrong person, you know, unfortunately with your, your friend who dropped you after sharing such an intense uh piece of news like those situations are very interesting it, it was here it was interesting hearing you reflect on that because like even like I'm sure that that person regretted the distance that was put but then you hearing you reflect too wondering like was that the right decision yeah it's I, I can see how advantageous it might be to be absolutely honest and you know on the other side of that it's really really helpful to pick and choose the the moments or the things that we want to be so open about yeah Lauren I want to know if any of your friends in the past have been honest with you like brutally honest with you about your ex your ex-boyfriends and how you took that feedback if they did 
It was really funny because I saw one of my friends the other day from high school and I reflect to you guys a lot about um, being a serial dater. And it was interesting getting her perspective on also being a serial dater. And she thinks that like, she didn't say this, but this is what I'm inferring. That maybe that I'm like a little bit dramatic about the serial dating that went on. Cause I was like, I was so obsessed with like the male opinion of me. She was like, yeah, you like, we all were kind of, but like, it wasn't all, like, it wasn't that all that, like, it wasn't like the way that you make it out to be where it was like, all you cared about was the male opinion. And like, you didn't have a life. She was like, you had a life. So that was actually a nice perspective to see. It made me be a little bit nicer to my younger self. But what was really funny about it was that she brought up one of my ex-boyfriends. And um, when we were talking about my ex-boyfriend, she was like, that guy was just so stupid. I mean, he was so stupid. And I remember having a conversation with you where you were like, yeah, like, I know he's stupid, but he's so good looking. And <laughs> we, we just let it slide. And we just let him stay in the roster. He stayed in cuffing season because he was a good looking guy. And you know but what? you were I in high school. When you're young. Yeah, exactly. I think you get away with yeah. it when you're young. Um, no, you're in high school. I have as many boyfriends as possible and it can be as superficial as possible. You're a teenager. Yeah, of course he ended up breaking my heart. So was oh. it worth it? Not clear. Um, but it's actually funny because with Brian, I had a friend and at the time I, w- I had many on my roster. Okay, this was in my glory day when I peaked and it's all been downhill since then. So the, the roster was looking great and Brian was on the roster and my friend was like, you need to date Brian. And I was like, but how do you know that like, he's the one from the selections? And she's like, just trust me. Like I can tell between the two of you, like that has a lot of like potential and chemistry and you should go with Brian. And I listened and it worked out pretty damn well for me. So I do think that sometimes our friends can have more of an unbiased perspective on our lives and on our relationships than we can. Like I think at the time, and Ash, I feel like you have some of this quality about yourself too, correct me if I'm wrong, where we can be like nitpicky about people and sort of like find things about them that's not going to work out or that we think like is a deal breaker. And I think sometimes getting a friend's perspective helps us to ignore those qualities and allows us to just be like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to take a dive in regardless of this like weird thing that's giving me an ick. And that worked out well. So yeah, I'm not going to say her name, but thank you for that. On the other side of that, though, I had an interesting new acquaintance or new friend sort of moment happen where um, it was actually a neighbor of mine who um, we all fell into conversation um, late one night. And she was like so enthusiastic about um, introducing me to one of her friends. And have you ever had this happen where like you, you meet someone new, they're not quite a friend but they're just like a new acquaintance sort of thing and then they're like oh my god I have someone in mind for you that would be oh you just love them da, 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 da. and then it's like I kind of find those situations uncomfortable because 95% of the time I'm just like mm, no this is not good for me <laughs> but <laughs> and it kind of proved true in like in that moment too because like she was the more excited she got about this person that she wanted to introduce me to the more I was just like girl like let me just see a photo let me let me just let me let me see if like the vibe feels right or go- I don't know like something about it just sounded too good to be true and you know I don't like to base judgments off like I don't, I don't judge a cover by its book or I judge a book by its cover that's how it goes <laughs> judge a cover uh, by its book. <laughs> but 
<laughs> yeah, it was just like after seeing that image, I'm just like, uh, this no, that, that's <laughs> my type. Like, no, no, thank you. And um, I want to go back to the first point I brought up about my friendship ending because um, I let her know about her boyfriend cheating on her. And I want to give some context because I think it'll be interesting for you guys. And I also just think that context is good so that we're not like, you know, making ourselves sound like saviors in situations because I was close friends at the time also with the boyfriend. And I think that she thought that I was maybe doing something sketchy with the boyfriend, which is why she dropped me as a friend. I definitely was not. I think what the sketchy part was, was that he was complaining about her to me. And that was where I should have cut cords and like, you know, not allowed him to complain to me about her. But I didn't because I was young and stupid and, you know, liked being friends with everybody. But in that situation, if your friend told you that their partner was cheating on them, given the context I just gave you, would you drop them as a friend? No. No. Absolutely not. You literally if 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 you found out that my significant other was cheating on me and you didn't tell me you're not a good friend. Yeah, I mean, sure, there's like different way, you know, like it depends on like how you tell the person. But still, at the end of the day, you're being honest to me and you're not lying to me. So I would really appreciate if a friend let me know that my significant other is cheating on me. Also, I feel like it was her own insecurities that got the best of her, you know, like it just really drove a wedge between her and you. And she saw you as a villain because you were delivering news that she didn't want to hear. And it's her own insecurities that just blamed you instead of blaming the guy, which is actually really ridiculous because you did nothing wrong. Yeah. And there's something to be said about like how and when a person is super avoidant. I mean, Maybe they just didn't have the capacity to like receive what you were sharing. And deep down, they had to have felt it. They had to have felt like the frequency of the wavelength change at a certain point. But with you coming in and like echoing this truth that they may have already like thought about, maybe it was just too much for them. And like, honestly, like it sounded like it was more comfortable for that person to just continue operating on autopilot in that relationship rather than like confronting some real shit that you were presenting but you know different people just like when people enter relationships at a different at specific points in their life maybe that just like wasn't a time where she could really um maybe she didn't have the tools to like address the situation with her partner at that time and clearly she didn't have the tools to address the situation with you effectively because I mean, to just drop you, like, after sharing some heavy-hitting stuff, like, sounds, uh, I, I mean, it's unfortunate that there was, like, definitely things that that person needed to work on, but it's clear that, like, she needed to work on some stuff, but. After, um, after that situation, have you been able to be honest with your friends about what you think um, about their significant other or anyone that they're dating that you don't think is right for them? I feel like Alejandro could answer that question. No, yes, yes, I have continued to be honest with um, my friends. Um, very, very much so. Um, you know, it's actually funny. I feel like I can't shut up sometimes. Like, yeah. even in class, I um, have noticed that, like, with feedback, I need to start being more, like, 
I love this, this, like I need to start thinking about like starting with a positive and then getting into my criticism of things. Um, because like, I, I definitely just want to like jump in into the problem that I, I see and I need to start like leading it in. Cause I watch other people when they give feedback and they're so sweet when they start and like so kind. And I'm just like, yeah, but this wasn't working. So like it will never go places because that one little aspect of it didn't work out. So I'm working on my feedback right now, actually, and like trying to start with like a positive thing. Um, Lauren, you need to channel. I'm not going to say her name, but she was a teacher at um, the school that we met at. And remember how she'd be like, love that. And then she would uh, kind of use that energy to uh, give you feedback. I think you should start channeling that. Yeah, like. I definitely still give feedback. Um, It's interesting because one of my friends asked us to do an episode about being the sum of all of your friends and like taking inventory of the people around you and making sure that you like what you see and that you feel like the people around you represent you. And sometimes I think like I'm very critical of myself. So I wonder if also like I apply that same criticism to my friends, not because like I think there's anything wrong with them, but because like, I just want everybody to be the best version of themselves, like including the people that I'm around. And obviously I'm not giving feedback like that's detrimental, but only on things that like, I think could be helpful to them. I personally feel like is valuable. And to be honest, like I would want to receive that same feedback. And like that goes from anyone and even listeners to this podcast. Like I I would want the podcast to receive feedback because like, I do think that there's so much value and useful criticism. I give feedback when my friends ask for it, for example, and I I feel like we talked about this very recently, but if a friend comes to me and they're, they're, they're either coming to me for advice or to vent to me and I need them to clarify which one, which version of a friendship they want during that session. Um, because if they want to just vent, then I'm going to shut up and I won't say anything because the chances are they're still going to be dating this person, still going back to this person. But if they're coming for advice then I give them my honest truth and I'm like, this is exactly what I think. I'm not going to hold back. Like you ask me for your opinion. I'm going to be honest with you and I'm going to give it to them. If, if you take it, you take it. If you don't, you don't. But that way, like you know, you don't, you don't get into situations where someone just feels like you just berated their, their significant other. Cause that's happened in the past for me. Um, where I'm just like, fuck your boyfriend. He sucks. <laughs> not, not like that, but um, sorry, Lauren's mom for, for swearing. Um, I mean, there was a situation too, where like, I had a friend that was in a relationship that wasn't the best for her. And it was just like her, it was really sad to see situations unfold where like, it was just like the same thing happening over and over again. And like, she was very, she was very much not satisfied in the relationship. And, and, you know, after seeing her and like pain and like hurting so much, I remember like just being super honest. And I'm just like, you've been dealing with X, Y, Z. And like, I kind of laid it out like point by point as far as just like these things that she was struggling with what she's done to address it and how the partner at the time wasn't open to like any any change or any sort of progress based on what had happened so it was interesting because I remember feeling like okay like at least now she knows how I really feel and you know hopefully like she'll be in a better place and she'll be able to move on and she'll be victorious and then it was like several months 
of still like she was still entertaining the relationship and still trying to figure it out so I just remember feeling like damn like constructive criticism and total honesty in certain situations like some people really are not able to receive it and then it had me wondering like damn like I should have just kept my mouth shut like oh what what is that other person gonna think like did they share what I shared like but then at the same time it's like I, I had to remind myself like you know I said what I said and you know that I don't think that I need to feel apprehensive or reluctant in sharing what I was feeling especially when I care about my friend and like wanting her to experience the best in her relationship and yeah I don't know I, I think even if we have negative things to say at least we can share that we can think about how we say what we need to say without being hurtful to the other person because as long as we have the other person's best interests in mind you know, I think that helps us like operate from a safe and like genuine space rather than accusatory or like negative or pessimistic. I have been on both sides of the coin on this and it, I'll get to my conclusion. But one time I told this girl that I really didn't like her boyfriend. I went off on it a little bit too much because old Lori had a few too many drinks. She went off on me the next day, was very unhappy to hear it. Cue to a few months later, they get engaged. Cue to a few months later, she cheats on him. The engagement ends. They are not together. So um, in that situation, maybe I was a little bit right. You know, maybe I wasn't so wrong. Then again, <laughs> um, I made a comment at a friend's birthday, another stupid thing that I did about their boyfriend. Should never have said this. And they are now engaged happily together, going to live a wonderful life together. So- oh, I feel like I can speak to experience from this where it is so situational. And I think the problem is that we want it to be a black and white thing. Like if somebody sucks, tell them. If somebody um, cheats on you, tell them. But the thing is that it's just not black and white. And people like forget that we're human and that people receive feedback in different ways. And not everybody is the same in receiving feedback. And I think that there's so many intricacies in breaking this news to somebody that you really have to be smart about it. Like, first of all, I think alcohol should never be a factor. I think if you're going to like criticize somebody's significant other, do it at a time when like you can actually have a serious conversation about it. Because I think as soon as you bring alcohol into it, there's just too many emotions afloat and it can end up being chaotic. Um, two, I think you really have to read the room. If you know your friend is more sensitive, then you're going to have to break this like with the kind of feedback that I was giving. Like, I love this, this and that. Here's this other thing that I've also noticed. Um, and if your friend is like somebody who needs to like just handle blunt honesty, like I think, Osh, you're more of a little bit of a blunt honesty person. Um, when I give you feedback, I think I usually give it to you like pretty straight up. But you're somebody that I know like can handle that blunt honesty feedback and like you know, will respond to it. I wouldn't give you that feedback if um, I didn't think that that was how you wanted to receive feedback. So that's my point is that like everybody needs to receive feedback a little bit differently. And with a situation that's like this sensitive, we have to be careful about that. My last point was like three, just be aware that people give off different exteriors than how they handle their emotions interior. 
like, I think I'm somebody that comes off pretty confident and like, I would be someone that would handle blunt feedback, but I'm actually very sensitive. And like, I need to be given feedback with like a, a sugar spoon, which is why I responded really well to the acting teacher that Osh brought up. And um, I think that that's like a really good thing for us to think about is like give feedback the way that you would want to receive it. And that's something that I'm personally working through and struggle with. Adding to that, I feel like our versions of what's right and what's wrong um, or acceptable or unacceptable in relationships are way different to what our friends feel. Mm. And our thresholds are a little bit different than other people. So it's like, okay, yes, I feel like the way that he talked to you at the party was really, really rude and not cool to her. Maybe it was an inside joke. Maybe they talked to each other like that. Like maybe it's something that they're like working on or, you know, something that I have no idea about. And I should even, I should zip my mouth and not say anything unless she asked me like, Hey, was it weird that so-and-so talked to me this way at the party? Like, do you think that was a little rude? And be like, yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah. I'm learning though. I'm learning not to give my opinions, unwarranted opinions. I'm not giving free 99s anymore. Right. You gotta pay for my opinions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I agree. I feel like um, something that I learned when I started getting more into the um, publishing or editing profession was like, it's always a dance on eggshells, you know, when giving people feedback on like a manuscript. And the same goes for giving feedback on the relationship that a person or a friend might be in. And yeah, being aware of how a person receives information and being conscious of where the other person might be emotionally mm-hmm. is really important because like you don't want to make a person feel uncomfortable or not want them to open up to you but at the same time it's like you have to convey what needs to be conveyed in order to you know just help the other person experience the best that they can in their relationship but yeah, dance on eggshells. That's 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 what I'm thinking about as I'm hearing the both of you and thinking about how I've tried communicating feedback to to friends and uh, relationships. Totally agree, Alejandro. And I have two thoughts based on what you're saying to add to my little step by step. How do you handle giving friends advice on relationships? My fourth piece of advice is ask questions because questions one allow us to think deeper about a situation but two they allow the other person to think deeper which is more important so that they can also reflect on something and questions really allow you to gauge how somebody else is feeling about something and people appreciate being asked questions because sometimes people are just going to give you like their positive spiel on things because they haven't analyzed it as effectively or because um you haven't asked for anything deeper so ask questions to gauge how much you can dive in if you do feel like you have an opinion to give that's going to be helpful to them. And then my fifth and last piece of advice on this is um, err on the side of positivity. Um, Just because you don't want to date this person or this person might not be a good match for you doesn't necessarily mean that they're not a good match for your friend. And when in doubt, I think assume the best of the person, assume that you don't know what that person sees in them. Because I think that that's going to be, one, a safer bet for you, and two, allow you to just take more time to address the situation before you do something that's going to offend your friend or offend their partner. Um, And that is my five-step lesson. I love that. The Question Master is here with us always. Always. catch her every Monday. But no, I appreciate that. And you've definitely mentioned 
um, the importance of asking questions in previous episodes. So to hear you echo it again, I I think that our listeners definitely can take away that valuable point because, yeah, asking questions. Lauren asks a lot of questions. Mm-hmm. A lot. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I ask a lot. Well, my friends, shall we dive into the letter? Take a dive in. Letters, letters. We have, uh, dear damsels, longtime listener, love your show. I live in Nashville and I met my boyfriend while I was visiting Chicago about three months ago. We just decided to put a label on our relationship and become exclusive. Yay. We're long distance, which works for the both of us with school and work, etc. He's coming to visit me in Nashville and he's going to meet all of my friends for the first time. I'm really nervous about this because I'm scared that my friends won't like him. He has a big personality, which could come off as loud and obnoxious, but I don't see him that way at all. Once you get to know the real him, he's a softy and a giant teddy bear on the inside. I just know my friends. They tend to be a little judgmental of everyone that I've dated in the past, and rightfully so. But I'm scared that they're not going to be able to see past the big personality and write him off immediately. I tried explaining to him that he needs to be a little mellow when he meets them, but I think he got upset about that. I don't know how to please both my friends and my boyfriend. Please help. Friends, don't let friends have bad boyfriends. <laughs> Ooh. Well, Ooh. So you've only been together three months. And I don't think that you should preempt what your friends' reactions are going to be. Because um, I think what we talked about a lot in this episode is that sometimes your friends' opinions can be really valuable. Of course, like if your friends are cutting off every relationship that you get into, that's another red flag because you, of course you do want to be in a relationship with somebody. But I think that it's interesting that you told your boyfriend to mellow it out because I sort of feel like you should have just let him be himself going into this and like see what kind of um, transpired because I, I just don't want you to tell him like, um, don't be the best version of yourself. Then your friends get one version and maybe they would have really liked when he was himself. Um, And I just think like we talked about, like just because you're afraid of like the relationship potentially ending or your friends give feedback that you don't like to hear. I think you still have to go into it by being brave. I agree. And you know what? It is actually really scary introducing friends who um, are honest with you. Also, that's really cool that you do have friends who are really honest with you and give you their opinions because that's really important to have. It just shows that they really care about you and you've got a good friendship going on. Um, And it is very scary to introduce someone to a group like that. So I definitely... um, I can sympathize with or empathize with you on that, but I agree with Lauren, you know, if you, if you tell him to change that, he's not going to be his true self. And also that's just, I wouldn't want my significant other to be like, Hey, you got to change your personality to meet my friends in order for them to like you. I would be really hurt by that. I feel. Um, So I think you need to just give him the benefit of the doubt and what happens happens. But if your friends don't like him, maybe they could give you a, a, better excuse than him being just too loud um there there has to be a more concrete excuse for that or concrete reason for them not to like you but you know be brave be strong and hopefully they see what you see yeah i'm so uh i'm i'm wondering like if now is even the right time for this letter writer to introduce the boyfriend to the friends Mm -hmm. because like if they're already talking about 
mellow it out or change it's just like damn can you just let the person be like yeah. <laughs> that just seems really unfortunate and i feel like it's more speaking of insecurities that this person might be having or working through and somehow projecting by asking this partner to like mellow out or change a little bit of themselves because like so what if the person has a big personality is loud and obnoxious and like I don't know. It's just that sentence right there where he has a big personality, which could come off as loud and obnoxious, but I don't see him that way at all. It's like, really, girl? Like, what, <laughs> what do you see then? Because, I mean, you're you're sharing some um, truths here that are just like, I don't know. Have you guys read Butterflies Are Free or seen the movie? No. No. What, what? Um, it's a play and, uh, shoot, I forget who it's by, but there's a scene where this girl um, is trying to convince one of her best friends that the guy that she's dating is the perfect guy for him. And she's like, um, I know you didn't like him because he's he was rude. And then she goes, I know he comes off as like really conceited. And the guy's like, I don't think that way. I'm sorry you think that way. She's like, I don't think that way. <laughs> <laughs> um, Alejandro, I want to ask you a question based on that answer because like, when do you think would have been a good time to introduce them? If if you think that three months is maybe not the right time? Well, I think less about the quantity of time and more so the like emotion, the sense of like emotional stability or like comfort with the other person. You know what I mean? Like acceptance i think acceptance is really important and i think that like maybe if another month or two took place where that person isn't dealing with questions of oh i need to tell them to tone it down or change this about them like whatever amount of time is necessary for that person to just let the other partner live and be as loud as obnoxious as they want i think that's the perfect time to introduce them to friends you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I have a thought about a detail that this letter writer might be leaving out. And letter writer, if I'm wrong, then correct us. Um, I feel like it might be that he's getting loud and obnoxious when they're in drinking environments, like the second that they start drinking. Um, because you're talking about going to Nashville, which we know is like, you know, a popular drinking destination. And if you feel like, oh, he's really not like that, but you're telling him to mellow it out. What I'm wondering if she's referring to when she says mellow it out is, um, you know, curb the drinking a little bit around my friends so that you don't get like out of control. That's just a thought that I'm having reading this letter. Do you guys think that I could be correct? And if it is about drinking, do you think that she's in the right for telling him that? If it is about drinking, then I think yes, because that's not his actual personality. It's his drunk personality. Um, so I think, yes, I mean, I would probably say the same thing if I was dating someone who gets really crazy. I mean, that would never happen. But if I was dating someone who uh, gets really wild when they're drunk, um, I mean, I say that would never happen, not in a judgmental way. It's just I'm, I'm not into people like that. I, I'm, I'm date guys who can handle their alcohol and are not crazy just because I don't like drinking that much. Um, Do you test uh, it out? <laughs> Yeah, what? Do you test it out? Yeah. Like, like day three in the season is like you give them a lot of drinks and find out how they do. Through my 20s, this is what I've done. We go to dinner and drinks. And if you can handle drinks and not get crazy, then I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> 
but yeah, I would say the same thing. Honestly, if I was in that situation, I'd be like, Hey, look, like, uh, you do get a little crazy when you get drunk. So can you just chill out? You know? Yeah. I don't blame the letter writer if that was a detail that they were concealing about this, but, um, that to me is like what I inferred reading this, um, just based on everything else that you laid out. And I don't know about your group of girlfriends, but my group of girlfriends themselves are a little bit loud and obnoxious. So I, um, I, uh, personally think that your boyfriend would be in great company with my friends. Um, (laughs) but you know what? I think that if it's a drinking thing, then I think you're totally right in telling him to be mellow. If it is a personality thing, then I think that was a little bit much on your end. And I think that you should just let the two entities explore themselves as the way those entities like to be and report back to us on how it goes. Cause I would love to hear on um, how everybody likes each other, but I just think that, you know, don't preempt what you think reactions will be just because you're scared and you want things to go well. You have to let things unfold as they may. Let the cookie crumble as the how did that how does the phrase go in that one Jim Carrey movie where he was like, this is how the the cookie crumbles and that's how the cookie crumbles that's how it goes right? Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I'm just out a random tangent. Yeah. Right it's too like, early. Macbeth says what? Come what come may. Yes. Come what come may. Time in the hour runs through the roughest day. Ah, that is highly applicable to the situation. Very applicable. I love it. I live. Oh, a literary moment. Yes. <laughs> so listeners, listen to your friends. <laughs> listen to the sounds around you and listen to advice that may be unwarranted, but you never know what could turn out to be helpful in the end. And listen to this podcast. And that's write all us you your letters. <laughs> And please rate and review should you like what you're hearing or not like what you're hearing on Apple and Spotify because that helps us to continue creating content for you all. All right, everybody. Well, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Damsels in the DMs. Until next time. It's going down in the DMs. Bye. (laughs) DMs, DMs, we don't need them. We just leave them. Please. It's going down in the DMs. Bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.